Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of State of the Shunion. If you don't know, I'm your co-host, Ryan Landry. And I'll let you know, I'm your co-host, Tanner Young. And the boys are back with another episode because it's Friday and we love you. Mm, cook it up. Cook it up. Mm, put it in the oven. Take it out. Speaking of cooking up, it's our ham sandwich episode. But don't get mm. hey, don't get ahead of yourself there. Let the grown-ups talk for a minute here. Let us bring you up to speed. Tanner, we're three days in to the mm. iconic February sneaker challenge. Now yeah. a tradition, because it's our second time doing it. Now Annual. officially a tradition. How do you feel about how the results are coming in thus far? For first two days, I'll give it to you. Okay. Okay, I thought, I feel like the A&M Ultra Boost yeah. should have won. Okay, I'm not going to lie, I was a little hurt when I hey, saw the... Let me tell the listeners out there, for anyone that's not paying attention, well, I guess they can't see it. They don't know. My friend here, a very honest voter. He doesn't vote for his own shoes every day, and I say I respect <laughs> that. I respect that about you. I respect that you're not afraid to be objective. Me, well, too subjective. Only me. Hey, Only voting for me. Today was the one that hurt because I knew like the first two days I was like, yeah, he got, he kind of got me on that one. But then when I voted today for, for the A&Ms, I was like, oh, these are, these are fire. And I saw, I'll be honest, a little bit of me, I was like, I think they're voting because his picture's better. He's, he's got a better picture. Uh, and, uh, hey, it's, it's, it's not it. how good the shoes are photographed. It's just shoes, people. Come on now. Listen, I'm not out here trying to give you the cheat codes, but going into this challenge, I was fully prepared for like, there's going to be one day where I throw on this heat. And then Tanner's like, I don't have the necessary heat. Here are my shoes with my newborn son in the background. I'm like, that's the cheat code. I can't compete it. with Jules. Doesn't matter there's, what shoes I have. There's going to be one day where I'm going to just pretend like plop Jules in the shoes. When I need to, when <laughs> I need it for that even, picture, when I need to even out, you know what I mean? Get it close. Yeah. Right now I'm getting right now. It's a runaway. So I, I, yeah. I got to save it. I got to save the ketchup. You holding the shoes in front of him in the background. Lazy, but you put his little lasagna feet in yeah. the shoes yeah love it i'm voting for it so when i need to, when i need to pull one out or maybe i'll i'll lose every day but the last one and that'll be my small victory you know what i mean the final day we'll see a lot of these match well not a lot of these but today's matchup i think we did the same matchup last year uh mm-hmm. i'd have to go back in time and look at it so we try and keep it even try and keep try and keep the heat as even as we can here. We don't want any blowouts. That's not fun for anybody. So yeah, I like a, I like a close race. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. And like and like I said, the whole the whole purpose is just kind of do a nice little run through your closet, put on some shoes mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily wear to. Like I love those Texas A and M's, but like they're not the ultra boost that I I go to. Yeah. Um, so it's always nice. It's always nice to be like, man, I I I do love these shoes. And let me tell you what, mm-hmm. they look good, felt good, yeah. look good, worked good. It's a it's a darn good shoe, I'll tell you that much. So I, I guess we should have set it up front for anyone that's not following along. Tanner and I are each wearing a different sneaker from our closet every day for the month of February and posting it on our Instagram at shoe podcast mm. to let the viewers vote which shoe takes the crown that day. At the end of February, we're going to tally up all the votes. I don't think we know yet what's going to happen to the winner, what's going to happen to the loser. We're taking suggestions if you want to throw anything out there. Uh, Tanner, you got anything cooking? Anything that's been brewing on your mind? A punishment or a reward? I don't know. I want to say I I, I want to say a punishment is the fun thing. So I guess it could be like whoever does win gets to think of like a fun, like a, a funny punishment. Or we could do okay. if we get enough suggestions, throw up a poll on the IG fans yeah. vote. What would be a funny one if we can either a us come up with like four of them or we get like a couple good suggestions. I um, like so that. that would be that would be fun. I think I think a punishment would be. 
a something more fun than like a reward. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So for all those reasons and more, keep an eye on the Instagram at shoe podcast. Let us know what you want to see happen to the loser at the end of the month. But I already got one. You already got you already got a punishment in mind? For you, specifically for you, if I for, do win. Okay. I've, I don't think it'll Were happen. you thinking of this before February? Have you just been wishing malicious intent on me or did this it actually just happen? Just, it, okay, all right. I'll have like to a, take it. What is what is the most the thing that Ryan is most uncomfortable with oh, no. that has focused on shoes? Oh no. And I know he's gonna, you know. He's gonna make me wear the Adidas track pants with a pair of Nikes. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. All right. Let's get out of here before I give him any more ideas. So getting into the meat of today's episode, Tanner, it's the ham sandwich and tell everyone what that means. It's just, it's a classic deli option. You're in a new city. You're nervous. Your tummy's empty. You had a cup of coffee on the flight there. Now you're feeling a little queasy wheezy. (laughs) Nice classic ham sandwich. That's what we're going to give you today. It's the old reliable of the state of the shooting. Okay. We're going to talk about what came out in January. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether it was something we both really thought was cool. We really, really wanted it and missed out on because that happens all the time or just something that just is an interesting topic. Uh, and then we're going to fast forward. We're going to look into the future of the month of February as to the supposed, you know, not hard releases, some hard releases mm-hmm. of what's coming out. Again, things that we want that we're pretty sure it's going to we're going to miss on things that we just think are pretty interesting or something that we just want to be really mean with. Yeah, absolutely. No one is safe. Everything's on the table. That Mm. being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Spare no feelings. The first sneaker from January that we want to look back on is the Notra and Nike dunk Mm. high. Now I'm pretty Mm. sure we just went in depth on this shoe literally in like the last episode of the episode before it. So We're not going to go over the top here, but the quick rundown is that Notra, a sneaker boutique based out of Chicago, got their first Nike collaboration. They chose the dunk and they went with a theme inspired by workwear with triple stitching and a name tag on the tongue of the right shoe. Uh, These released between January 20th and 23rd, uh, first with an Illinois exclusive raffle, then a store exclusive raffle, and then a sneakers release on the Nike sneakers app. There were two colorways, a Midnight Navy, which was the kind of more general of the two releases, and a Light Ore Wood, which was a store exclusive. We already went through how these shoes release, all the different raffles, my turmoils Uh with them, but this is kind of like one last pour out for the homie, the Viking funeral. We're pushing, we set the boat on fire last episode. We're pushing it out to sea. We just have to go out with a bang saying, this is a darn good looking shoe, and I'm sad that I missed out on it. Yeah, I, I at first I really wasn't into the blue. Kind of the more that I see it, I was like, yeah, hey, you know what, the blue is pretty good, and it does kind of really make me think back to like those work overalls that like my dad used to wear all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that that kind of like that tannish, like sandy white kind of colorway, yeah, uh, I think is probably my favorite. And I was like, man, this is really good. I just think the materials work well. I don't really own a lot of white shoes because I'm not a huge fan of it, and this is kind of mm-hmm. like that that way that I could be like, Ooh, I, I feel like I could, I could like this one. Every time I see it, I, I don't know why I just think of Notre Dame, not even like, I mean, the, that, it's impossible not even the not fancy, to. you know, no, I think of the Disney movie, the hunchback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, one thing I don't like about these, the laces, I almost immediately would pick different laces for these shoes. Yeah. Why is that? What do you not, what do you not like about them? I don't know. It, I, I, I can't mm. really put my hand on it, but it's just, I just feel like they don't look well with the shoe. 
That's just my, I, I don't know much. First of all, I love that explanation of I don't know much. That's a great way to get out of anything. But <laughs> I think this is the thing with you because I think you didn't like the Habibi dunks that yeah, came out yeah, not yeah, that yeah. long ago get, and they had similar laces on them. It is kind of like that candy stripe yeah. type look, which I'm not a I'm not a big fan of. I guess like yeah, look, call me a traditionalist, but I like my <laughs> laces to be just at least one solid color. Okay, um, Dad. Okay, Boomer. Calm down. So, <laughs> so yeah, put I think on your look, shows. To me, they just maybe just don't. I feel like they don't fit well with the shoot. Now, story wise, they may have a specific reason why they look this way. I just think aesthetically, I'm not a huge fan of it. But other than okay. that, I really think that the shoe is it's they they both look really good. The blue one very much grew on me a lot more. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about this shoe before we talk it into the ground. It is <laughs> cool to see Nike continuing to let brands and shops play with the logo. So you had the Bodega yeah. dunk yeah. that came out not that long ago where, Bodega. I mean, on the inside, yeah, there was no swoosh that said Bodega. And on this one, they let Notra do the handshake that they're doing on logos. They yeah. did it with the Vans as well. So cool to see Nike letting brands play with well, their branding. Wow. Brands and branding. A lot of brands going on around here. My brand. But going from a shoe where they played with a brand to a shoe where they took away the brand, the Ooh. next shoe we want to... Hey, hey, I could do a segue every now and then. The next shoe we want to talk about is the Like Sushi Ronin that went on pre-order in January. This is New Orleans-based brand Like Sushi, and they released their first sneaker, the Ronin. It was a $200 pre-order uh, expected to ship in 8 to 12 weeks. Um, this next sentence is going to be the point of contention and the sentence that they'll argue with everyone the most about. Mm-hmm. It is the Chicago Jordan one without the oh. swoosh on it. Hold on. Uh, hold and the tongue, on. the tongue says like sushi and the insole says sushi, uh, and the outsole doesn't have a Nike logo on it to anyone's eye. Those are the differences. Yeah. And I guess here's why we're going to talk about it. There's been a lot of different sneaker customizers doing their own thing with the Jordan one flipping the logo. Um, I don't know that I've personally seen anyone else just taking the swoosh off completely. Yeah. There's been a lot of people when this post went on Instagram, a lot of people commenting. So it's a Jordan one without the swoosh and like sushi in the comments, doubling down that this is definitely not this. It is completely Mm -hmm. something else. What's your take on the whole situation? It echoes the, the comment section. Um, for sure from these posts it's pretty obvious that it's a jordan one high uh, chicago colorway but without the black nike swoosh on it um there's not a whole lot that uh makes it unique uh, apart from that um i know a lot of people were upset with the 200 price point um mm-hmm. in the sense of like wow this is even this is more expensive than a jordan one chicago yeah um i Honestly, the price point at $200 is not really something that I was like, wow, I can't believe. Like Sushi pretty much said that it is going to be high quality, quote unquote, premium um, materials. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if he, uh, they listed the the actual material, uh, but they are also supposed to be every pair is going to be handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime you have something that is handcrafted, it you are going to be paying a premium. Um, but yeah, I agree that it is basically the Chicago one, but without the logo. Yeah, like Sushi very much was not fighting, but being very um, abrasive 
um, in the comment section of it's it's no, I like how could you even think that you know. <laughs> Uh, which I was like, I feel like it's weird that you're saying it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, if they had came out with a statement that said, you know, we use these colors to represent this thing, or because of the Chicago colorway and how important that shoe is, we did this, I think it would have made it a bit better. Still not great. Like, everyone Mm -hmm. would have very much been like, this is obviously a Chicago one ripoff. I also don't see how it's a New Orleans shoe. Don't see how it's a Louisiana shoe. Not that it has to be just because your company is based in Louisiana that you have to make Louisiana shoes. But uh, there was just really no explanation as to their creative process to it. They don't Mm -hmm. have to explain themselves by all means. But I don't know. Just the way they went at the comments. Yeah. It's like when when someone gets caught in a lie and then they become super aggressive towards you. (laughs) I'm yeah. like, okay, well, obviously now I know that you were lying and you got caught. And I feel like that's kind of how that the like sushi was reacting. I get why you would feel that way. And it's like you said, they don't, they don't have to explain themselves to anyone. Like Correct. I know, I know still plenty of people pre-ordered this with just whatever information was presented. Mm-hmm. Um, I know myself, especially, and I think you now as a product of talking to me all this time, I'm very passionate about storytelling and especially I want to love everything local so bad. And if anyone's yeah, doubting yeah. me, just look at every sticker we've ever done and just everything we're trying to do here. So um, I want to love and support a local brand so bad. But if we can't get past, if we can't both agree that, hey, this looks kind of like a Jordan 1. Like if we can't even start there, then I I can't hear anything further else in the story. Like mm-hmm. if we can't get past the elephant of this looks kind of like a Jordan one and you're going to tell me, no, it doesn't. It's completely not like that. How could you not see that? You know, like real ones will know Then I'm like, it does. It does. And that's fine. But, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's also why the comment section really snowballed. Yeah. was because they saw that as well. And they're like, okay, are you not looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Like, who's the crazy one here? Yeah. So that's the thing is like, if we can get past that fact, I am so willing and eager to know why you chose to make this product exist in the world. What yeah. is the story? What what was the significance of removing the swoosh? They're handmade. Where are they handmade? Is it actually like handmade local? Like, I want to learn so much about this yeah. shoe, but they seem so adamant in that you don't get it. And I'm like, I really don't get it. I would love yeah, to exactly. get it, but I don't. And I think they're like, they're, I mean, it's a good looking shoe. It's the Chicago colorway. The Chicago colorway yeah. is a good looking shoe. And I agree with you. Like, I, I like the shoe. I, I, I love um, to try and support as many local companies that I can. But if that is your response to not even criticism, just people being mm-hmm. like, wow, this seems very much like it. So if that's your response, then I immediately have a bitter taste. And I'm like, I felt like I was. I'm taking crazy pills. I'm like, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. So do you really think this doesn't look like it? But like you said, I mean, people pre-ordered it. I'm assuming, I don't yeah. know how many, um, but I mean, definitely, definitely worked. Um, so I'm assuming we'll get something in the future. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep my eyes out. I would love to, uh, we know one of the guys over there would love to maybe get him on a future interview. If he's down for that, not to put him on the spot or anything like that. We don't have to name drop, but yeah. all of that story aside, I couldn't bring myself to pick up this shoe. Cause I own a Chicago Jordan one. And I, mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't need the same shoe essentially 
twice in my closet or even shoot it. Whether or not we can agree on that. I don't need a bread Jordan four and a black cement Jordan three in my closet. And I've been there. If it's similar, so similar enough to me to where I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to wear this one over the other one. I don't want to get the shoe just to sell it in a couple of months. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, listen, we stewed that one long enough. Let's keep the pop moving. Mm. Tanner, bring us on in to February. Can I get the fast forward sound effect? (laughs) It sounded more like my grandpa was kind of having like an asthma attack in front of the VCR for a second there. So glad you're doing doing okay, though. Uh, Let's keep it moving. The next shoe we want to talk about, uh, not first released in February, but new for 2021 is the Adidas Ultra Boost 2021, the latest Mm. iteration in their Ultra Boost line. It's not the first release of the silhouette in February, but there are at least four different colorways dropping in February. Classic triple black, triple white, and then two kind of like pearlish coral clay colors that are coming Looking out. Looking good, yeah. I think are women's colorways. Uh, the shoe's going to retail for $180. My Ultra question Boost. for you, Tanner, do you think the 2021 is doing anything to help Ultra Boost have a hype resurgence this year? They've kind of fallen off in recent years. Um, I think so. I think this looks good. I think it's a, uh, I think they, they thinned up, um, kind of that upper, especially the tongue. I think it looks super, super sleek. Um, uh, but damn, they gave the ultra boost a fat ass. I mean, <laughs> God, damn. I mean, it why is. She so, why is she so thick though? I mean, double caked up on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon for no damn reason. God damn. I mean, this shoe went back for seconds of oatmeal. You know what I mean? I mean, God dang. How many um, of these did you have up your sleeve before? Right off the, right. off the dome. Look, you got puns. I got sexualizing shoes. <laughs> all right. We we all have our thing. We all have our thing. Yeah. Um, I really I think it looks really good. I honestly like it. I th- I all the all the jokes, I really think that the uh that that sole is way too thick in the in in the back. But I I really love um the upper. I think it looks really yeah. good. I think it's slick. I like how the cage isn't solid. Um, yeah. And in between, kind of like, I guess, on the both sides of that middle stripe, it's open. I like that mm-hmm. look. I don't like when it's a solid cage. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm a fan of that. Um. I feel like it just does it. I feel like it it allows the the cage to actually kind of curve rather yeah. than being more flat. So it have feels some flexibility to it. Yeah. It feels a little bit more comfortable. I think these look really good. Um. I don't see Ultra Boost going back to where it was yeah i don't think he could ever get that high um especially with yeezus <laughs> yeezys <laughs> no 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 no. you said it right the first time <laughs> um but i do think this ideation of the ultra boost has what it takes to to have people excited for ultra boost again okay i hear you I value you i probably disagree with you a good bit but okay to, right. to me that that thick soul that they're doing seems like mm-hmm. maybe they're trying to push it back closer towards it is a running shoe it's not like your casual it very much feels like that shoe which i get that that was probably the original intention and design behind the ultra boost was you know form or function over fashion um yeah. i think fashion took a little bit of a stronger priority in mm-hmm. you know the 2016 2017 maybe even into 2018 realm um and then 2019 you know the faster than the hype behind it kind of dropped out. So I think maybe now they're trying to lean into it a little bit more as a technical performance kind of thing. I could see that. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. I just don't love it. 
Um, the clay and the coral colorways look very much like something you would see from the Ivy Park collections that have been happening lately. This kind of good point, yeah. Uh, this solid Matt? color blocking that they're doing oh, yeah, all yeah, on okay, one yeah. shoe, yeah. So I don't know. It, we'll see. I can see it being performance because it it does look like it's almost got a really thick piece of uh, plastic that kind of splits that ultra boost. Might have a plate that, in that, it, yeah. That boost material to give it more of a firm for a running shoe. The the chunkiness of that heel area does look like it could be good like a really good gym shoe this could be for all the uh all the gym rats at gage horton um <laughs> could very much really want to pick up a pair of the ultra boost 2021 literally the only gym rat i know and it does help that he's a boost boy so and he is a boost boy gage so horton, this I, one's for you yeah you may yeah see you may be like oh, i don't know about this and then you see a gym selfie from gage and you're like okay these are actually pretty fire he could sell anything though he makes anything look good <sighs> he does this is this a Gage Horton crush episode? All right, let's All keep right. it moving. Let's keep it moving. It could be. could turn into that very quickly. 2009 all over again. Next shoe on the list that we wanted to talk about, another new silhouette for 2021, the New Balance 237. It's a retro mm. runner-inspired sneaker. Um, the first colorway that's coming out, very much primary colored, muted, though, more like navy, a dark green can't tell if that's supposed to be like a dark mustard yellow or kind of more like a curry brown. Mm. Pretty bright red on it, though, and some gray as well. Tanner, how do we feel this compares to the New Balance 327, which came out last year? They must they must like it a lot to take two numbers in the name and literally switch it. So Yeah, uh, they got scared. Oh, tell me how so. They took the 327. They said, we're going to go pretty freaky deaky. Okay, yeah. we're going to we're going to. We're going to send a risky text, okay? Um, <laughs> this is you up at 11.16 p.m. Yeah, early. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's the thing. not They weren't expecting to get a response. Oh, yeah. Okay? They and sent they the did. you up text, and they got back. Yeah, parents are out of town. They don't know what to do. <laughs> they yeah. got nervous. They okay. get nervous, turn their phone off. They go to bed. Okay. <laughs> That's the 237. The 237 is they turn on the phone. Then they wake up the next morning and say, oh, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> I somehow know what you mean, and I'm not going to ask you to explain it because I'm just going to hope that everyone listening also knows what you mean as well. They've been there. Um, I like it. I mean, I like the 327 a lot that came out last year. Sad that I never really found a pair that was for me, just the right mm-hmm. colorway, able to grab it at retail. But let me tell you, Tanner, this reminds me a lot of the Nike Tailwind, which has that slot on the heel that kind of arches up yeah. a little bit Ooh. in the back. Just Uh-oh. a lot of the same shape, kind of a lot of the same heel cap. It doesn't have that split, though, where the heel meets the midsole, which is a little bit more pronounced on the 237. I'm not here to claim that Nike did it first or anything. Just I'm much more familiar with that. So it's funny because I was looking at this shoe and I was like, oh, man, I really like this. Retro, <laughs> retro runner inspired. Really cool. And then I was like, wait a minute. I know why I like this. It's because I have this. I have a Nike Tailwind. I've already so, got this. Yeah, so, I mean, I like the panels. I think I'd still take a 327 over this, but yeah, it's not bad. It's just not too exciting. Agreed. I mean, it it is. It's safe. It looks like a New Balance shoe. I will give yeah. you that. It, yeah, it's, yeah. And like you said, it is safe. It's got some kind of funky colorways. Honestly, you see someone wearing this shoe, and they probably have a lot of opinions on how you're you're handling your vinyl wrong, or that <laughs> vinyl is the only way to enjoy audio experiences. Like Tanner, they don't call Tanner. it music. 
Stop stacking them horizontally, Tanner. You have to store them yeah. vertically, okay? I, I hold, I hold, I, I, I grab the vinyl with like my thumb and finger instead of like on the side with my palms. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Keep I have a man out of your house. I have a toothpick that reads the vinyl in my house. Okay, stop. Now this is just, now this is just gore content. <laughs> I got to label this episode appropriately. Hmm. All right, well. Transition. A, yeah, transition. I don't know how I palate cleanse out of what you just got us through, but maybe these next few releases will put some ease to your mind because we are getting quite a good handful of Jordans coming out this month. Yeah, out the wazoo. Out the wazoo. And we're going to lump a few of them together kind of in one slide here. Coming out in February, you got the Trophy Room Jordan 1. Maybe. Damn. Who knows? Uh, the Cool Gray Jordan 3, a retro of the 2007 release. The Damn. Taupe Haze Jordan 4, which if you've Damn. been listening to the podcast for a while, you saw us cover this on an SOS update months ago. I'm talking I'm talking mid to late 2020. Uh, on, this should have been on your radar, people. <laughs> and the Anthracite Jordan 5. Tanner, Oof. how do you feel like the Jordan releases in February compare to months prior of Jordan releases? Uh, Jordan, Jordan brand knows that it's, it's cuffing season. Okay. And there's going to be a lot of single people out there. Uh, yeah. so they can cut, they can cuddle up with their shoes. Cause they're giving you a lot of heat. Okay? Oh, yeah. giving you a lot of loves. Okay. The anthracite Jordan five, holy canola oil. This thing is a beaut. It's just a beautiful Jordan five. I want this one so bad. Gonna try to get this one. Um, I really, really one. I love Jordan five. I think it's just a good looking shoe i think a solid black jordan 5 just looks amazing the topaz jordan 4 of course you know i'm going for this one i missed out on my mushroom i gotta yep. taste gotta taste the cream of mushroom topaz <laughs> jordan 4 uh cool gray jordan 3 okay i mean <laughs> eh. look there's like two jordan 3s that look good you know what i mean that people like I, and i really would agree with you on that yeah so there's that Ryan, I don't know if you have a, a sound for a hot take. Put the alarm on, because I'm about uh, to put one right here. Wow, remember, you just reminded me that we used to do bits, and we used to have the little... It's a hot take. Uh, Jordan 1 Trophy Room, overrated. Wow, okay. I'll call it. Okay. I'll call it. What, I, makes I, it what makes it so? It, it's just that it is overrated. I don't see okay. it as this super special... It just looks like they took the Chicago one and made it look vintage. Like you're just yeah. buying it vintage. Now, hopefully it shares a similar release date as the Jordan 5 and everybody wants the Jordan 1. Oh, that would be nice. easily get the 5? Then yeah. scrap everything. I'm stupid. Forget what I have to say. Go for the trophy room. It's an amazing shoe. <laughs> He's throwing them off the scent. Let me ask you, are you familiar with Trophy Room, the sneaker boutique? No. Okay, so if you don't know, Trophy Room Sneaker Boutique owned and founded by Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. So that probably tells you a little bit as to why they're even able to do this shoe. Like, think of any other boutique that Nike would basically just allow to do the Jordan 1, but put Michael Jordan's signature on it. I don't know that there's yeah. any other boutique that can pull the strings that Trophy Room can. So Very um, true. That's to say, I don't know a lot of the inspiration behind why they did this shoe in this way. I would agree with you that if this wasn't a trophy room collab and if it didn't have Michael Jordan's signature on it, which everyone out there, you can agree, but that's what this is. Sure. Yeah. But if it didn't have those things, I feel like you'd 
all maybe not as badly, but you might be looking at this like you look at the Shattered Backboard 3.0 to where you're like, oh, you took a Chicago and made a bunch of weird decisions with it, you know? Yeah. And it's like Chicago's yeah, so it's, are, Chicago's have shot up in price drastically since the last dance came out. So it's kind of yeah, like, well, yeah. yeah, I could see why if you could get this for retail of, I, I actually don't know if the retail is going to be 180 or if they're going to do more, but like if you could, and it's like, yeah, sure. It's not my favorite iteration of the Chicago they've done. It's also not my least favorite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just, I don't know. Like it, the trophy room has gotten the most buzz about it, which again, like I said, I guess, you know, if the boutique is founded by, Michael Jordan's son is able to do it, and then it's got Michael Jordan's signature on it. But I'm also like, to me, I'm just like, I guess Nike could have done that at any point. Maybe it's supposed to represent like a game worn shoe that he signed or something like that. I'm assuming there's that story, but I'm also like, so you're telling me a billionaire's son who owns a boutique whose dad is like the only, not the only, but like the main reason Nike is a billion trillion dollar company. Yeah. Got a deal, okay. That seems yeah. I that mean, seems like, cool. I, I'm you know, still, I'm like, it's like it's I'm Michael st- Jordan's son. I'm not. I'm like, I'm not surprised Michael Jordan's son is able to do a collab with yeah. his dad's company. Yeah. Okay. You know, my dad owns a dealership. I drive a Mercedes now. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. but he's talked in the past before through different podcasts and interviews he's done about how he hasn't always been able to get exactly what he asked for. I mean, at the end, it's still. Nike, you're Michael Jordan's son. There still is a line yeah. somewhere. So I'm not saying that, you know, like, I don't think it's as simple as he walks into a boardroom and he's able to do this. But I do no. think there there's something to note that I don't know that anyone else can put out any other correct boutique can put out this shoe. Um, yes, he may not be able to do whatever he wants because it's also Nike. But obviously being Michael Jordan's son gets you a lot of it's leeway. It's got some benefits, yeah. I'm sure. I wouldn't yeah. know personally. I'm not Michael Jordan's son, but maybe. Correct. Um, like I, said, I mean, it's it's a fine looking shoe. It, it, yeah. It's a Chicago one, and they're like, just make the red darker, and then he's yeah. got his signature on it. I'll agree with you on the cool gray Jordan 3s. This is funny that you would say it. This is probably one of yeah. the two colorways I like on Jordan 3s. The other one is being black cement. But I won't be buying this one, and tell him why I won't be buying this one, Tanner. Come on. I don't, you I, you know. You know. You know. We talk about it. You know why I won't be buying this Jordan 3. That's right, Jumpman on the heel tag. Won't be buying this one because it's oh. got Jumpman on the heel tab. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Put the season on. Come on, stay sharp. Stay sharp. Uh, I was like, Jordan 5, Cool Grays? <laughs> Still hold out? That's that's reason number two is because I have Cool Gray Jordan 4. So it's like, gotcha. yeah, I don't need both of these. Topaz Jordan 4s are nice. If I didn't have Mushroom Jordan 4s, might go Correct. for these. Yeah. That cracked leather looks a little funky, but it's not enough to deter me from it. Anthracite Jordan 5s, I'm curious. You're not bothered by the combination of how it's mesh in some areas and suede in other areas it's not the same material throughout that's a point of contention for different reviewers that i'm seeing talking about this shoe it does enough to to break it up the like the black so it looks a deeper black in some areas and stuff like that which is what i i like about it now to be fair could be a different story like seeing it in hand you know it may be like one of those things i'm like oh god this is this is too much to handle (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, we'll see yeah it's a good looking shoe i love it okay Plenty of Jordans coming out, but let's move on. This is the big one. This is what everyone's talking about. This is the buzz on your feed right now. If you're scrolling, oh, yeah. no shout, no shout outs to Buzzfeed. They're not paying us, but probably one of the most, if not the most anticipated sneaker releases of February is going to be the Nike go fly ease. 
the recently debuted and announced basically no hands required sneaker. If you haven't seen this yet, what rock have you been living under? But it's basically a shoe with a separation in the midsole that allows it to flex so you can pop your foot in there, step down, and it'll snap back around you. Uh, I think it's supposed to be priced at $120, and yeah. there's going to be a smaller release first for Nike Plus members on February 15th, which I don't believe is a, a paid membership thing. I think you can join up for that. I don't think it's going to be every member has access, but I don't know. And then a wider rollout throughout spring. Uh, there are three colorways as of right now. One, there was some basketball player that did a, a Nerf-inspired shoe recently that reminds me of this first one with like the neon yellow, with the blue and the orange. Mm. Then there's one that's more of like a, it's like a dark brown with like some blue and some orange and kind of like a, Very a violet on there. And then you've got mm. your almost triple black, but not quite triple black shoe. Couple of pops. Tanner, this is one of those shoes that has mass appeal. And we don't say that about everything, but this is the, your friends that are not sneaker heads, but know that you like sneakers are coming up to you. And you're like, have you seen the hand-free Nike? What yeah. was your first reaction when you saw these? I thought they looked pretty cool. They very much look like, uh, like kind of like house shoes type thing. Yeah. I think it's a clean looking shoe. Nike held held back its tongue and only put like one swoosh on it. And I'm like, oh, all right, I know it was oh, tough no. for you, Nike. No, no, no. There's more. Is than there multiple? One. Oh, Are you looking Christ. at this neon one? There's at least two. Is the on it. I see I see two. I see one, and, I, and I'm kind of okay with that. They're kind of right there on the black. You can't really see them. Yeah, multiple swooshes to Tanner is what Jumpman on the heel is to me. There's a line. Accurate. There's a line. Okay. Um, The triple black, I guess, kind of like you said, the predominantly black one, that very much reminds me of, it looks like a nursing shoe. Like a a shoe like a nurse would wear. That's the non-slip working in the kitchen shoe right there. Oh, yeah. Like, this is 100% for functionality, and I don't care what's on my feet. Yeah. Uh, The other two, I think, look really good. And very happy that Nike took a shoe that is supposed to be like a hands-free to help people with uh, any type of like physical impairments and things like that and made it look good. Yeah. Um, Cause there's gotta be something like this. There's gotta be a shoe. Like they're obvious. This obviously isn't the first shoe that is made for individuals with physical impairments. Yeah. But they may be more of its function over fashion and there's just, it's all white or, you know, all black or whatever. And Nike said, no, 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 no. We're going to put some fire Mm -hmm. together. Um, And I think they really hit out of the park with this. I think the two out of three, like I said, the all black is okay. I'm not a big fan of just that solid color anyway. Um, All black, all white just very much look like uh, I I just feel like I'm back at like high school. Yeah, I get that. You know, but um, that like neon green underlay and the blue, they look good because they're kind of muted because it looks like it's got like that almost white mesh over it. So it kind of maps it out. looks good. Mm -hmm. And then you got this sleek one that's got like this like. Was that like a dark navy and like a forest green blue and like hits, like you mm-hmm. said, like violet. I just think that they look really, really good. Very, very yeah. uh, excited that Nike said we're going to make a, a functional shoe for um, a problem that exists, but also make it fashion. And yeah, I think that's really cool. I get that. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Fly Ease is kind of the loose name for the technology that Nike has been using on their shoes. I think since 2015, when the shoes are designed with uh, people perhaps with a physical handicap or a disability of some type in mind, 
to make the shoes easier to put on and take off. So this isn't the first shoe that we've seen with that design in mind. If you remember, it was either just last year or year before there was the Jordan one that had the upper with the Velcro and the zipper yeah, the, around the uh-huh. back. I think last year had the Air Max 90s that kind of had look almost like I call it the Batwing or it looked like the oh, undercover uh-huh. daybreaks on the back. And those kind of had a similar thing to this to where you could step in, the heel would compress and then come up behind you there. Yeah. Um, this isn't the first iteration by Nike, not to say that it's not important or shouldn't be applauded because I think it's mm. definitely one of the best. I agree. I mean, yeah. I think there's definitely something to applaud with how simple the design is and the fact exactly. that it's like, man, I can't believe we didn't think of this sooner. And I'm sure it took a lot of engineering and testing to get there. So, yeah, um, yeah, this definitely has been in the pipeline, I'm sure, for a while. But I think that's a the best thing to note about this is they used parsimony and parsimony is the simplest, mm-hmm. is the most effective and that's exactly what this one is. I mean, they literally were like, what if we just stepped on it and it just kind of like folded up and it just sat like that. And then when yeah. you're ready to put it in, you could just slip and step. So easy. Like, and, and again, like you said, so simple. It, it, I'm sure it was one of those like once the idea came to that mm-hmm. group of people, they were probably like, Dude, why, why have we not yeah. thought about this? Why have we been doing all this other stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. when it was this simple? You yeah, know, yeah. so... My only concern with these, though, is, which I'm sure, obviously, like you said, there's been a ton of engineering and product testing and things like that, is the longevity of that rubber band. The durability of it? Yeah. yeah. Like, how long will it will that tension last, mm-hmm. you know, with taking it off? If this is someone's everyday wear, yeah. how long will that last? Um, you know, at $120, which, you know, is not crazy price but it's not mm-hmm. the under hundred dollars so that would be my only thing that i'm kind of like worrisome about but again i'm I'll, sure there has been so call <laughs> I was like, call, call me call me a fanboy and like too much of trusting big brother nike but i have i have confidence in their testing Same. program and their wear testing program that they probably put this one through the paces um I'm i sure, think yeah my only concern well it's not even gonna concern but the thing i'd want to find out before i buy it I'd want to try it on and see how snug the fit on your foot is. Because sometimes with these Mm. slipper shoes where this is not necessarily, it's not like a fly knit or a sock like upper that's going to stretch and conform to your foot. I think it's probably got a little bit of give and elasticity to it in the upper. I just want to know once I get my foot in there, how snug and secure is this on my foot? Am I going to have heel slippage? Is it going to feel like this thing is coming off my uh, foot all the time? So I want to try them on. I don't know if I'll be able to. Like, Like I said, it's going to be... I think later in spring before these really get a wider release and you're able to see them in stores. Yeah, it is very interesting. I Like I said, I think the, the coolest thing to me is that I hope these do sit on the shelf mm-hmm. just because uh, one, it's, I think it's a cool talking point for wherever it is, whether it's like a, you know, middle of the mall store or a boutique that ends up getting these. But I think it's cool in the sense of having a shoe that people be like, Oh man, this is dope. Um, and that is made with, you know, people, uh, who yeah. need the shoe. It's, um, I, I think that's the coolest part of being like, Hey, we've made something for you. And it's also something that like is really dope. And like you have something that is really cool and the independence to put the shoe on and off, um, of yourself. Um, so I think that's really cool. Shout out to yeah. Nike for this one. 
I'm excited for this shoe for the same reason I get excited about the space hippie stuff is that like it's a great design, but it's also got a greater purpose behind it, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. So aesthetically, I'm like, oh, I'm about this. But then kind of the, the purpose for it is that extra little nice little seasoning on top. And I'm like, oh, that's just I look good and I feel good wearing this. Mm, there you go. Yeah. What more can you ask for? Not much. Not much. Hey, two great internet moments about this shoe I want to tell you about before we wrap up. First one was, I think it was Bleacher Report Kicks on Twitter. Uh, you know, when all this news was breaking about this shoe coming out, posted about it and said the the tweet was something like, you know, Nike just unveiled the world's first shoe that you can put on without using your hands. And Crocs retweeted it with the gif of Britney Spears confused face. And I love that a lot. <laughs> Uh, I think Crocs is sitting over there like, wait a second, we've been having shoes. It's totally we, different, but yeah, um, we've been doing that. Second thing, and I'm sure this is how a lot of people found out about this shoe. Nike sent Jimmy Fallon a pair and he did a little bit where he unboxed them on his show. Uh, I saw the YouTube clip of it. I don't have cable. I'm a millennial, but the box that they sent him, which I don't think is going to be the resale box. The lid on it was hinged on one side and on the other side of the hinge the inside of the box underneath the lid was kind of scooped in. So with one foot, you could kick the lid open and get the box open, which is just a level of thought even further behind the audience that might get this shoe is that, you know, the traditional shoe box might even be a pain to open for them. So I'm sure that design with the hinged lid costs more and they're not going to be doing it on the retail pairs, but it's kind of like could go the extra mile, but it's, once again, Nike's not exclusively marketing this shoe to people with special physical needs. They're also yeah, yeah, marketing yeah. it to people who are like, isn't putting your shoes on and taking them off a chore? <laughs> isn't it nice just to be able to kick your shoes off? And it's like, I get it. I, that's the thing about this shoe that's different than any of the other fly shoes they've done. All the past ones that I can see and remember, they were very deliberate in their marketing of like, this is yeah. for you know, accessibility in mind. This is kind yeah. of the first one where they're also entertaining a bigger market. But you know capitalism doesn't run on good causes all the time. Sometimes we just got to sell some product. Got to feel that stock, baby. And on that note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Good Lord. I just looked at the time. This is a long one. I have to edit this in one day to get it out. Okay. Uh, Listen, we're keeping the plug short for this one because I don't want to edit more than I have to. Uh, Thanks for listening to another episode of State of the Shunion. Check us out on Instagram at Shoe Podcast and online at ShoePodcast.com. There you can find the link to our YouTube channel where we're posting more videos. Uh, Working on it. We're getting there slowly but surely. And you can also find our Patreon where you can subscribe to support the show. Every month we'll send you a zine, the newest stickers, and you'll get early access to that video content when it's published. Wherever you listen to the show, make sure to leave that rating and review. We want to read them. Helps us know. Helps us grow. Tanner, sorry to put you on the spot here, but Tanner's Mm. review of the week, and can we keep it brief for the sake of my editing? I will definitely keep this brief. Did I talk about Uncut Gems? I don't think I did. Was that Uh, Not on the show, but to me. Okay. Adam Sandler, funny man, right? Wrong. Uncut (laughs) Gems. Seriously. Watch it. It's amazing. It's a wild ride. I thought it was good. I honestly, Adam Sandler did an amazing performance. The way it's shot I think does a great job of making you feel your emotions without prompting you with like bad stock audio. The way that it's shot is very chaotic and it makes you feel those emotions. And then it calms you down by shooting in a very calm manner. Uncut gems on Netflix. It's great. Watch it. Bam. Thank you very much for another great review. 
Thank you, everyone out there for listening to another episode of State of the Union. We'll be back next week with another one. As always, I'm your co-host, Ryan Landry. And I am your co-host, Tanner Young. Deuces. Love you.